Good. I know. Good Monday morning, everyone. You're listening to Author Talk with me, Amy, Sandy, and Valerie Sweeten. And our lovely author guest today is Natasha Dean. So you guys, hey, we're one step closer to Halloween, but we have a special birthday that's happening this weekend. Sandy, your 80th birthday is on Yay. Saturday, right? And my, my brother's here from North Carolina. And it, it's actually his birthday too. Our birthdays where he was born on my birthday. Nice. So yeah, so it's been it's we've kind of been celebrating all week long. Mm -hmm. I love it. Well, what are you you know, what are you gonna do? What crazy stories do you have? We're going to dinner and my was my kids that are here of course will be there and then I son that I have a son that lives in Austin, Texas, and then one that lives in Temple, Texas, and they're both coming in for the Aww. weekend. So it's going to be a fun weekend. I love it. Sandy, I and can't believe I've known you for 11 years. 11 uh, well, years. you were still a student at UTSA. I know. How long ago yeah. was that? So... At least, at least 10, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. So at least 10 years ago, okay? Maybe, maybe more. But we're going to go with 10. 10 sounds great, okay? <laughs> so Natasha, I met her because so a friend of mine who lived in San Antonio said, I'm going to hire somebody to help me with my social media. Would you be interested in sharing that and you hiring her too? And I'm like, sure. So that, was, that turned out to be Amy. And she did social media for me for years and years. And then she moved from San Antonio, she graduated and moved from San Antonio to Houston. And that's when I met her in person. Yeah. And uh, we just we just connected and been, been and worked together in one way or another ever since then. Hey, you guys, don't worry, okay? Russell is watching us, so we have oh, to behave. We have to, be, Hi, we have to behave. We have to behave. Oh my goodness. Well, this weekend, you guys, has been a crazy ride for me. So as you guys all know, Josh has been traveling a whole lot. So he's actually back in town for the entire week, which is pretty fabulous. Mm -hmm. um, so other than that, uh, the girls had a birthday party in the morning. And then we had a house meeting Saturday in the evening that went on for a really long time. But I felt like I was making big girl decisions about this house stuff. right? So I was like, oh, I'm a big girl now. Um, and then on Sunday, we actually took the girls to the Brazos Valley Fair, Rodeo and Fair, which was kind of cool. So they got to see the, um, I don't, I'm not a, I'm not a country person, so I'm going to butcher this. So I'm so sorry. But where they wrangle the, you know, the calves and then they have to bring them up and it's like mm -hmm. a time thing. It was cool because the horses are pretty and I could look at horses all day at a distance. Um, yeah. And then they got to pet baby cows and pigs and Sky's all oh. about pigs. I don't know where that came from. But pigs, they had a kangaroo there and sea lions. The sea lions was kind of weird, but it was cool. It was unique. It was different. Okay. It was mm -hmm. different. So that was pretty cool to see. And then they did a cute little pony ride. And so now for Christmas, they're asking Santa for ponies. And I'm like, hey, you keep on asking for them ponies, okay? That's going to be a long way down though. shoot, for sure. But yeah. what did everybody so else you, do? Where would you keep a pony? Yes. Oh, Sandy, please don't mention that. Because if Josh listens to it, he's going to be like, see, Sandy wants us to buy land. And then I'm have, <laughs> I have to live this homestead life. I no, have to live the homestead life, okay? Would you put a pony in your 
Yeah. I know. I know. See, I'm just, I'm a city person, Natasha. I'm a city person and I live in a smallish, it's a small town to me because I'm from like big cities. And so I'm just not a homesteader. I just, I don't make my own butter or cheese and I don't have chickens. And like, I want to, I want to be like five minutes from an HEB or a Walmart with a Starbucks that's nearby. Like that's my life. So it's, you know, I just, I no, I can't live that life. So I'm going to just, no, we're not gonna, not gonna do that. I just, I can't live that way. I just, I can't, I have to have shopping in my life. That's not online. So, but what did everybody else do this weekend? Who wants to go first? We'll pop it around. Valerie. Oh, sure. Um, well, yesterday I had um, attended the Women's Fun Resilient, Rock and Resiliency Luncheon. And it's oh. such an awesome um, organization. It's a nonprofit that really focuses on women and girls, but with their health and just, you know, motivating them to try new things and careers and just all kinds of things. It was just, it's so nice, but mostly it's like just, you know, getting, doing, they have all these programs for them after school things. It's just, it's, it was a great, great event. They had, of course they had shopping and silent auction, great motivational speakers, all that, but it, they have so many things to just really motivate the girls to think like be anything you can be kind of thing. Um, so it, it was it was very cool to hear all the different outreaches they do to the community to to pump girls up. Oh, I love it. That sounds yes. fun. It was that fun. Sounds fun. Sandy, what did you do? Well, I started the weekend off by going to get the grocery store and coming home and on my way into the house, I tripped going into the garage and fell. And hit the side of my head and got, I've got some scrapes and bruises all over me. But I had, so I went to the emergency room. I went to one of the urgent care first, hoping that's all I had to do. But they're like, no, you really need to go on to the emergency room. And so I was there till two o'clock in the morning. Oh, no. And, but nothing, nothing's, and I knew that it was nothing serious. You know, yeah. I could just tell it's just scrapes. But they had to check every single one and do x-rays and a CT scan because they hit my head and I was like, oh, God. So I slept most of the day Saturday. Yeah. As um, you should. As you should. So I'm I'm really just resting this week. Everybody's doing everything for me. I can hardly like walk to get my water or anything, but it's been, it's great. My family is taking care of me. As they should. It's your birthday week. I mean, they should. It is. Week. Birthday week. You gotta you gotta yeah. like enjoy every the day. Whole shebang. The day. It yeah. started yesterday, or <laughs> I mean technically on Saturday, but we'll just say yesterday. Then you get the full shebang for seven days. You know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. you should have a little bell and you should just ring your bell and then they come. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna mail you one. Okay. I'm gonna okay. overnight it off Amazon. Maybe they're doing the same day. You can get your little bell and well, like, I'm glad everything's okay. I that's everything's good. okay though, yes. Good. Natasha, what about you? Uh, well, this week begins a masterclass that I'm teaching with the writers community of Durham region. And so uh, the topic is finding um, like the eye. So tonight we're talking about finding the eye in artistry. Next week we'll be uh, finding the eye in writing. And then last week is finding the eye in publishing. So my, my weekend was just prepping and making sure I have all my notes ready and and um, I was at the Vancouver's Writers Fest last week, which was like a 
complete and total blast. I loved it. I did a panel with Jolie Sutherland um, and Shannon O was our uh, moderator and we were doing spooky stories. Um, and it was, it was, it was so much fun. And we, we were talking with grades four to seven uh, and it was sold out, which was lovely. Um, and Joel, right. And Joel taught me the line um, that O Henry's are the pizza of chocolate. And I told him that forever and ever, I will, I will now have that. And then also from now until forever, I will look at things to see if they are the pizza of that thing. Um, so, so yeah, it was, it's been a really great seven days for me too. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. awesome. I love it. Well, because Russell is watching and I know that if I don't, I'm going to get in trouble. I'm going to fill in Russell's famous. I call them famous. And his little tagline is, we want to thank everyone that is listening and watching us. So, Natasha, we have more people that listen to us than watch us. But it's fun to watch us because I am generally very animated. I talk a lot yes. with my hands <laughs> and my facial expressions. But I control what comes out of my mouth, okay? So there is, you know, some control that's within that. But uh, we are in the top 10 for independent book podcasts. So we are incredibly grateful. We've been doing this for eight years. Nine will be in January. I believe Russell always keeps me up to date on those things. Russell is traveling back from Japan. So I cannot wait to hear about his adventure. He did post a video and I believe it is shared in our author talk Facebook group. So if you're not a member, go on ahead and come on over to that. Check us out on YouTube. Listen to us on any podcasting station that you can listen to podcasts on amazon itunes google spotify all of those good pods you can listen to us just type in author talk and look for the crimson red and gold because i was selfish and i picked our writing colors um but if you go over to our facebook group russell posted a photo of his food over in tokyo when he went to eat it and it started moving i, I saw oh, that and it was not warms is what he has told me and he hasn't told me what it was so hopefully next week he will tell me what it is but i know that if my food's moving i'm not eating it like i just i'm not and i'm just you know i i think i had that when he ate at a japanese restaurant before but i can't remember what it is and it, it was we were all just like what oh my no. gosh it, no. yeah what is it is it still alive i don't think so no it's it interacts i think with the the liquid or something like that i but it was a long long time ago because i was like wow that looks really familiar but you know, I I eat everything, so I don't care. I'll just you know, I'm okay. like, yeah, let me try it. I'll try anything. No. So see, like my I'll words are that. that's not moving. <laughs> no, see, okay, you guys, I just in my household, my famous words is my loves has limits. Okay, my husband knows this. My kids know this. My love is it has limits, and <laughs> my love for food has limits. If it's moving, we're not eating it. Okay, we're just. We're going to order something else, like a soup or something. Maybe just drink water. I don't know. But it's I can be very picky in that sense. But other than all of that, there are some different writing events that are going on. So the 12 Days of Page Turners is happening the first 12 days of December. So make sure that you mark your calendars because we have 50 authors, 50 different holiday promotions that are going on that will be going on the first 12 days. And everybody here knows, and including all of us, we love books and we love authors and we love writing. The best gift that you can give anyone this holiday season is a new book, an escape from reality, a new help or how-to, or just to kind of help 
give you that ease and peace of mind moving into the new year. So all genres will be happening on the 12 Days of Page Hunters, so make sure that you check it out to take advantage of those holiday promotions that will be going on. On top of that, BookFest is also doing something very similar. That is their Christmas thing. That is one day that's happening. I want to say it's on December 3rd, but I will give you a complete update on that in our Facebook group of when that's happening, but they will have certain amount of authors that are doing also holiday promotions. So you want to make sure that you take advantage of that because I know Halloween is coming up. I believe it's a week from tomorrow is Halloween, but then yes. we do have Thanksgiving and then we have, you know, the Christmas or holidays. So fast. So fast. Yes. So holiday promotions are in full swing. So if you're running Facebook or Amazon ads and you've noticed that they're costing you more money, that's because it's the holiday times and it's super oversaturated at the moment. So take advantage of any of these organizations or businesses that are doing holiday promotions to kind of get into to help you in selling your book for the rest of the year and to get your book into new readers' hands. So speaking of authors and readers and new books, Valerie, let's get Natasha talking about oh, her yeah. book. Natasha, I am just intrigued by your work here. Um, so the Spooky Sleuth series, tell us a little bit about how, so you have three books out currently? Four. 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 Oh my gosh, that's awesome. So how did, first, how did the Spooky Sleuths come about? Um, so I have a kind of an interesting origin story. So I was born in Canada and then when I was three weeks old, uh, my family moved back home to Guyana, which is in South America. I grew up there and then I came back to Canada. Um, and so the interesting thing when you live and you grow in two different countries is you start getting a really great sense of like the mythology and the cultural stories. Um, and what I was sort of realizing was that within Caribbean culture, like those myths and legends and those supernatural creatures, um, they weren't well known outside of the culture. And we have some pretty like, I feel like we have some really great monsters. Um, and our culture also is just like, the thing that I find interesting between North American culture versus like Caribbean culture is North American culture asks the questions, you know, like, do ghosts exist? Is the supernatural real? Whereas mm -hmm. Caribbean culture is like, yes, they do. So behave accordingly, right? Behave accordingly. Um, so growing up, there was like certain trees you're not supposed to go near, um, mm -hmm. bodies of water that, you know, during a certain time, the, that water, that space does not belong to you. It belongs to the water creatures. You're not supposed to go near it. Um, and I just thought it would be really fun to have like a series where uh, I got to introduce readers to some of these like supernatural creatures. And growing up, I was a huge fan of X-Files and my favorite episodes were always the ones where you just weren't quite sure exactly what had happened because both things could be like, you know, you have Mulder being like, it's aliens, you yeah. know, and Scully's like, it is not aliens, it is the government, <laughs> like, you know, slow your roll. Um, and so I, I loved that space um, where we inhabit where we're just not quite sure. So mm -hmm. within the series, you've got Awesome who's just moved to Lionsgate. He, his best friend is Rockshar. Um, so Awesome is just always convinced that this is supernatural. Rockshar is like, no, I'm pretty sure this is science because Lionsgate has the best science lab like in the world. Um, best scientists. So, you know, experiments can go a little bit wonky. Um, and so within each book, um, there's something creepy going on. 
and uh, Rockshar and Awesome are trying to sort, is it spooky or is it science? Yes. Um, and some of the things that I really love, like it's a very STEM-ish kind of book, right? Mm -hmm. So we, we celebrate science, we celebrate the scientific method. Um, both of the kids are not, they're not looking to prove themselves right. They're looking for the truth and they're looking for the answers. And mm -hmm. so it's very collaborative. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of funny in it because what what good is spooky if you can't laugh uh, right. and have that tension release um, and uh, and Lissy Marlin who's the illustrator just does this like amazing job of the mm -hmm. illustrations and she adds in all these like little tiny details that are just they're just such a joy to behold um, and the very cool thing is that at the end of the books we are left in that middle space. So it is completely up to the readers to decide for themselves, was it spooky or was it science? So nice. it's a little bit like um, X-Files meets Stranger Things with a Caribbean twist. That's, <laughs> Love it. Love that's it. how I would pitch it. That's how I would so pitch it. Is, are, is each story independent of each other or do they build on, are they, do they build on each other? They, they are independent. So you don't necessarily, you don't have to read them in any kind of order. Mm -hmm. um, and they, they, do they reference? No, no, they don't reference. So they, they're mm -hmm. very, um, they're very clear. Like awesome just says creepy things keep happening. And I don't know if we should be here. Um, so yeah. Yeah. And so how did you, did you, so did you have to do a lot of research to first, first of all, get your folklore and then get the science behind the, the, the story. <laughs> So that's like two different um, things coming together. And I, I mean, I, I, whenever I do presentations to children, they're like, how did you do this? I was like, I had to do a lot of homework, a lot mm -hmm. of homework. And I'm sure I feel like you had to, too, also. Yeah, it's true. I feel like being a writer is, is um, uh, eight hours every day of being in English class, right? Eng <laughs> English slash history slash whatever the, yes. the story is. Um, the folklore part, no. The the joy of of my culture is it's very story based and it's very oral. So you grow up with those stories. Um, I think the funny thing is that because it is oral based, uh, you have people who have different versions, um, and it's actually quite it's kind of a thing to watch people argue over exactly how this particular supernatural creature will kill. Like, does he twist around like a python, or does he you know slap you and and you know, pulverize you that way. Um, and they're all, you know, again, like that idea of, of um, experience is truth. And, and you know, well, I grew up with this story and, and so this version must be right. Mm -hmm. um, but then within the science part of it, yeah, absolutely. You know, with the ghost tree, for example, you've got this tree that's growing very, very fast. So I had to do a little bit of research to see like how fast can a tree grow? Um, and I think there was a particular type of bamboo uh, that one, I think it grows like a foot, maybe over a foot in a year. Um, but yeah, so, you know, stuff like that, uh, book two was researching things about the moon. Um, book three was like sea lions, which I really like, and a little bit of like, uh, European folklore, um, with the, like the selfies, which was very cool. Yeah. And, um, book four, see, this is, this is a cool thing I think about being writers, right? Is like, nothing we read is ever lost and we can put these things in our back pockets and like pull them out for later. So mm -hmm. years and years ago, I had read about um, this like company that had was coming up with this new type of like exercise wear. And what they were doing was, uh, so you have to imagine like, um, like a long sleeve kind of rubbery shirt sort of thing. Right. And mm -hmm. it's, it's made for runners. 
it, it's not rubber. I can't think of what the material was. But in the back, they had cut out these little slits, like these little V's. And then what they did is they treated the the clothing with a certain kind of bacteria. So then what happened was as a person was sweating, the bacteria would activate and it would curl up. These little these little V's would curl up into these like, yeah. And when you saw it in slow motion, it was both very cool and slightly creepy because it looked like these horns were like growing from people's yes. backs. Um, and I also was like, I feel like this is one of the moments where it was like, science just because you could. Should you? <laughs> I mean, all we need is just like, just give us like thinner fabric and something a little bit more baggy and give us some slits. Like we don't actually need, at least for me. And then, yeah, and then we have, we have food that moves, like, like Russell has food that moves, the, the science. There you go. There's another story yeah. for you. Food that moves. <laughs> food that moves. Um, and so that the was science. five years ago. And then uh, with book four, I thought, you know, Miss Nazima, that's, that's going to be kind of what the cult looks like. And that's what Rockshire is going to go back to in terms of like fuel and what might be like allowing her to look like she's, um, appearing and disappearing in balls of fire. Could it oh. be like a, a kind of engine thruster? And this is what, you know, um, so yeah. And I, like, it's just so cool to be a writer because you get to read stuff and everything you read is research. And then you get around, the more I read like, and things like that, I just get inspired. I'm like, oh my gosh, one more thing, one more thing, one more thing. Do you, right? do you feel it, like it, that happens with your stories too? And you're, you know, like you can add more information or, or make a twist in your story or. Yeah, yeah, I love it. And I just, I like, just, um, you know, you're we talking about school visits and I always say to kids, like the very cool thing about being a writer is you get to sit and watch TV shows. And if anyone asks you, you can go, well, I'm doing research. I'm learning how to, I'm learning how to write dialogue. Um, so, so yeah. Yes. And, and you're trying to need anyone to give them those kind of ideas. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I like this, the, the yeah, title spooky sleuth. It kind of gives me a little like, um, you know, Scooby-Doo vibes. You're like, Oh my gosh, we're going to go solve a mystery, but is it true? Is it, you know, like you're saying. That's what I thought when I saw I the cover that. and I read the title, I was like, yes. Scooby-Doo, like I'm here for that. That. But the fact that, you know, you're really, I like, I love that you're tie, tying in the folklore with the STEM. That just, it gives it a whole nother element of, you know, like intrigue okay. for the kids. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I just bought yeah. book, I just bought book one. So uh, I can't wait to read that. I loved the story behind it. I loved all of that. But I have to tell you, Nadine, I am so impressed. So you have um, a publisher you have the publisher from new york and so how did that happen yeah oh um i have an agent so i i have a, a literary agent um i'm represented by transatlantic literary agency and my agent is amy tompkins my literary agent is amy tompkins so um i pitched her the story and then wrote it um and then she she shopped it for me um, and I'm, I like, I cannot say enough about the Penguin Random House Young Readers team. Like they were, they were such a joy and so much fun to work with. And, and it's always very cool. I mean, like we, we know as writers, we're really excited about our stories, but dang, when you have other people, you yes. know, who are, who are not related to you or friends um, and, they are, <laughs> right? and they are equally excited. Uh, yes. it's, that is it's so lovely and validating. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and Sandy, I was going to say about the the trees. So uh, in Guyana, they're called Dutchman trees. And there's and this is what I was talking about, like how we are oral. So there's like different stories. So in some stories, um, the, I, the, the story says 
that it is the spirits of the enslaved that inhabit these these trees. The story I was told, which seems far more believable, was that it was the spirits of the enslavers that are housed in these trees, which is why they are so evil and terrible trees. And, and bad things happen when you get too close to these trees. Bad things happen when you touch these trees. And there was a, there was a tree that they were trying to cut down because uh, they were trying to build a road through. And anytime anybody went near this tree, something happened, like accidents and equipment failures, to the point that the uh, prime minister, I don't know if it was the prime minister at the time or a later prime minister, actually put in that the tree is not to be touched and it's not to be cut down. And so you can actually go and you can see this tree. And what they did is they just built the road around it. So it just curves, wow. curves around this tree. Yeah. Yeah. So I always, I always think of that, right? The, the Dutchman yeah. trees um, and who, who lives in the roots of these trees and what happens, right? So how do you select um, which, which I guess, folklore story you want to feature? Is it just because like the way your stories evolve or like, this is a great story. Let's build on this one. And then we're going to build on that one and that one. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, you, you write for kids. So I think you're, you know, you're going to catch this too, that one of the, I mean, like the big rule for writing is you respect your audience. Right. Mm -hmm. yes. um, so, you know, I mean, the ghost tree was just too dang cool. Come on. Yes. Um, <laughs> and, and book two with Mr. Man, um, he is, you know, the the moon gazer as a supernatural creature is so unusual. And I've never heard of any other culture that has this particular type of spirit. So I was like, okay, for sure, this has to be. Um, the fair maid is our versions of mermaids, except our mermaids, <laughs> our mermaids can come onto land to get you. So there is no, there is no, no safe place. There is no safe place. There is no safe place. Um, and, uh, and then in book four, it's old Heeg, who's, who's one of the witches. Um, so it was trying to figure out like, what creature do I think that like readers would absolutely love to know about? Mm -hmm. And then also, you know, I mean, we're talking about like creepy monsters that, and things that go bump in the night. Mm -hmm. So then it was introducing them in a way that is accessible and spine tingly, but not trauma inducing yes. Yes. to like the, like the, you know, nine to 12 year old readers. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, man, if I was telling you about old Hague, like as, us as adults, totally different story, right. Yes. So like what I would get into, but you know, when we're talking to about young readers, we, we always have to respect where they're coming from. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Kind of like a goosebumps. We, we ease into it and you're like, okay, that's a little spooky. <laughs> and then you're like, okay, I can handle that. I can handle that. Yep. Because it's, first of all, it's far away. <laughs> and it's not where I live. <laughs> but the, well, but I will, go ahead. Go, sorry. So go, go ahead. Oh, no, go I was going to say the fact that, you know, it exists. That's what's so, in, you know, just yeah. amazing that you can build that story on there. Yes. Well, I was going to say too, but even as an adult, some of those goosebumps stories were like, super creepy especially the puppet ones like i do not like i do not like ghostly possessed dolls like yeah. even as a kid i didn't like dolls but especially like ghostly possessed dolls i find them extra scary and then like super evil supernatural children exactly mm -hmm. i'm out so we i'm had out this conversation last week about what we don't like what we what we tolerate what what is absolutely no you know so yes yeah. Amy had a whole, like, <laughs> no, like, I can't, I can't do that. Like when it's based, like Annabelle's based off the actual doll and they show you the doll and oh, you're just like, yes. I can't. Or like yeah. when, you know, it's like you stay at this 
hotel and you think it's totally safe then they start cutting your ligaments and you're like what is happening <laughs> like you know what i'm saying because i don't know i just feel like in texas right we have so many small towns and you have you know like the small yeah. hotels the only hotel or motel and all that and you're like all i've got to stay it's like midnight and i can't keep going i would keep going but i've seen all these movies and i'm like i can't i can't like i wouldn't sleep i would have stuff against you the the chainsaw I'm telling yeah. you, I just, I can't, but like possessed dolls or children, <laughs> I can't, like American Horror Story, I don't know if any of you guys watched yes, that Yes, I watched that. Too scary. I, oh, see, okay, I love, the first season was the best one for me, and then each one's kind of hit or miss, but this mm -hmm. one is all about, you know, like a baby, and I have two little kids, so it's really hard for me to watch it. And it's like a possessed baby or something. I'm like, um, I don't know. I, this never happened to me, so I'm just gonna go with that. But I gotta watch it in daylight, all my lights on, and I gotta yeah. have like, I gotta watch like Bluey or something after that. Like it's so sad. I'm like, I need to watch a toddler show to make me happy. Like it's, mm, yeah. No, well, I think the thing that creeps me out right now is is um, AI with the smart homes. Right, and and some of the stories are funny. Like there was a lady who made the news because um, her parrot figured out how to activate Alexa and was like ordering birdseed for himself, right? And I thought that was really funny. And then some were more um, not scary, but where you're like, oh yeah, that could be awkward. Like there was uh, another couple that made the news because she, so they own a business together and they were talking about an employee and nothing bad. They were just like, you know, talking about this person. Um, and their system thought they were trying to send an email, that the lady was trying to send an email. So basically transcribed the entire conversation and then emailed it over uh, to the employee. So the employee was calling and being like, um, am I supposed to, you know? But then you see, like, I think uh, Dean Koontz, like years ago, had um, had a horror where uh, the, the AI of the house falls in love with a woman and then locks her in the house. Um, and he's he's gonna try like it I guess he it um, is going to I think it, I think he gave himself a, a meal. anyway uh, he was going to try to figure like he was gonna um, have like this new generation hybrid of human and uh, tech and had like set up this whole thing in the basement and yes. whether or not she's gonna get out of it you know and and uh, I have a friend who is a horror writer and she and the screenwriter as well and her movie um it was like a short and it was the same thing the woman uh is cheating on the husband and sets up the husband to die but the ai was in love with the husband so then the ai locks her in oh to exact its revenge against her for killing the husband I and it can't. was just like mm -mm. i don't I even can't. let siri listen to me like i do not let like well oh my gosh i don't know no. if you, i grew up watching outer limits tales from the dark side yes. Friday the 13th to uh you know um Twilight Zone. Show, Twilight Zone, all of yeah. that. And that yeah. is just such a great foundation for building stories like yours, even, you know, because yes. if you put that plot twist in there, you're like, whoa, I wasn't expecting that. Yes. yes. And and yeah. writer's voice, right? Because Outer Limits would always have this like slightly hopeful twist where you're like, okay, okay. But Twilight Zone was just like, and we're off the cliff. Okay, yeah. have fun. Have fun falling. Yeah. 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 Twilight yeah, Zone I'm, was good, but now I'm really second guessing because I have smart switches in my house. Because you know, 
at 10 o'clock, I'm really tired. So I'm just like, Alexa, turn all my lights off, right? But now I'm really second guessing that because she tends to only listen to my husband. She does not listen to me. So <laughs> now I'm like, oh, no. Thank you. Thank yeah. you, Alexa. You're amazing. You know, <laughs> Alexa's got to go. Okay. I feel like it's, she's got to go. Like, it's nope, nope. Okay. That's one new thing on my list for you. And it looks like in your spare time, you're teaching. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I also teach for the University of Toronto. I teach their um, online class and it's the introduction to children's writing. Uh, and that's like, I, I totally nerd out when I get to hang out with other writers. So um, the fact that I get to like hang out with, you know, a whole bunch of people as we're all like learning, relearning, expanding our knowledge of craft and, mm -hmm. um, you know, talking about stories and that kind of thing. So so yes, and then uh, I do um, like different workshops for festivals and different writing organizations. So, mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, I feel I feel like kind of lucky, and I feel like um, you know you know that saying about uh, the best way to learn something is to teach it. Mm -hmm. You know, and so I feel really lucky because in 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 all those moments, it's like it's like you're reminding yourself of what it is, and then also mm -hmm. it's. You know, even when you're in the worst moment of your writer's block, you can't help but get excited, yes. you know, and then you're like, oh, yeah, I can. Let me let me try this again. And then I open the file and go, no. Yes. <laughs> the excitement mm -hmm. is gone. Yes. It's doing a face plan. But yeah. yeah so, so book four is already out or not yet? Yeah. So they're all they're all out. And they're um, so there's uh, the hardback, the paperback, and they actually have uh, audio versions as well. Oh, that's awesome. I love. That. Yes. Yes. And he does. I, I, I'm, it, it was a while ago we met. So now I'm going to feel really bad because I think I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to call him by the wrong name, but I think it's James. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and yeah, he does his, his, uh, his, um, voicing for awesome's mom, I thought was very cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'm always intrigued like that with the audiobooks, like how maybe one person is reading, but then they, they just change the tone a little bit and then it's like boom, and then you're like, oh, that's the other character. Okay, and then you start yeah. identifying and then you can just move along with the story. Yeah, like you really realize um the skill it takes and 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 the the technique and the training, right? Yeah. Uh to to drop the voice and and I think especially when you're talking about um men reading women because there's a fine line between yes mm -hmm. this person or, or people with deep voices right they've nailed they've nailed what would be we, we would consider like a feminine voice mm -hmm. and then um and then there's times where you're like no my brother you did not make it that, <laughs> that was a good joke you know and children's voices too right like there's yes. there's a fine line between they like this is a good kid's voice and <laughs> and i do not know what that is but that is not any kid i've ever that's that's was it annabelle amy that you said is the the horror one right that that's yes. an annabelle voice i'm out yes. i'm out I'm telling you. And the doll was way creepier than when the one that they put in the movie because it looked so like lovey. It looked like a Raggedy Ann doll, right? Everybody loves Raggedy Ooh. Ann. And then you're just over here like, uh, not this one. Like, I would rather have Chucky in my house, okay? <laughs> then Annabelle, I'm like, I, I'm out. Like, I'm out. I can't. I can't do yeah. those things. Mm -mm. You, you may love Raggedy Ann, but does Raggedy Ann love you? No, that's true. I hope Raggedy Ann has no feelings. Like I hope, I hope she's just stuffing. Like, uh, just like oh, I love you, I love you, I love you. Right? Yeah, you're my favorite. You are my favorite doll. Yeah. No. Wasn't there? 
There was, wasn't there like an X-Files with a doll that that's what she would say, I want to play? And then she'd like kill somebody? Probably. I, I, right? I watched yeah. so many X-Files and you know, they have the reruns over and over. And so I'm like, oh, I got to record this because I don't remember this episode and I'm going to watch it again. You know? Yes. They did. There was one episode that they pulled, I think, because oh, really? it was like so disturbing. Yeah. It was the one with like, like deep, I think it was like deep south with the one family. I have like a vague memory of an article where they were like, and that proved too disturbing to, to, to viewers. So we don't, we don't include that anymore in the streaming service. Um, yeah. But I don't know, maybe they were just seeing that. So people would, you know, more, jump yeah. on to see what else they have. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So do you write any other books um, besides the kids books? Um, yeah, yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> if, if we, if we define kids as like a certain like age group, so I have books for like all from six to nine and then nine to 12 and then the 12 to 15 and then the 15 to 18. And mm -hmm. then I actually cut my teeth in publishing with adult romance. So I haven't written adult romance in a really long time, but mm -hmm. that was what I started with because it was, it was um, very, it was a very practical decision because, you know, like you, you're starting out, you really want to be a writer. You really want to have this career except you don't have any credits you don't have any background and then you're trying to write and then you hear like agents want you if you've been published but you can't get published unless you have an agent so it's like this weird yes. catch-22 kind of thing um but romance adult romance um had the biggest open door so they they were always on the hunt for like new writers um they didn't necessarily like some uh, some places wanted you to have agents, but some places, so like um, Harlequin comes off the top of my head, but you didn't have to have an agent to be published with Harlequin. Um, so, and and yeah, so I was like, that's that's the door, door number one. Thank you very much, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, we do have a question. They want to know, mm -hmm. um, what inspired you to write The Signs of Wonders? Were there any personal experiences or events that influenced that book's creation? Yeah, thank you so much. That's a that's a great question. Um, so for for folks who don't know, the signs and wonders of Tuna Rashad um, centers around Tuna, <clears throat> whose uh, big goal before the end of summer, and she has to leave home to go to university, uh, is she is going to finally ask out her crush, Tristan. The only problem is that Tuna's older brother, Robbie, um, his husband died suddenly about a year and a half ago, and Robbie is in this like grief spiral. Um, and the way that it's manifesting is that he's at the house all the time, which is fine, except his grief is so deep that they're not allowed to talk about David, uh, his husband. They're not allowed to have photos of David and Tuna, who grew up with David. So David was basically like a second brother. Um, she is in mourning and the parents are in mourning as well, but they can't mourn because Robbie's grief takes precedent. And so throughout the story, what you have is Tuna is trying to like win over Tristan. So you have this like love, love romantic story. And at the same time, she's trying to like drag her brother into um, some semblance of like whatever that would be because the resentment she has is that she cannot grieve until he grieves, right? And she mm -hmm. can't celebrate the life of David until, you know, Robbie can do it. Um, and it all sounds very heavy, but it's one of the funniest books I ever wrote. And one of the reasons is because um, I one of the big threads is this magical realism or this 
um, idea because Caribbean culture says your ancestors watch over you. So you should always have your eyes open because they will send you signs and they're going to send you messages. Um, and you would almost be careful, always be careful uh, when you speak of your ancestors because they will hear you when they come. And um, and so one of the ways that they can appear is, is with butterflies. So butterflies uh, shows up quite often in the story. So to go back to the question, yes, to a certain extent in terms of personal experiences, in terms of like how you grow as a child where they're telling you, you know, this is this is what it is. Like you have to um, you have to be aware of the ancestors, um, which I also think is a really great parental tool. You know, yeah. like that's fine. You can go you can go play, but remember, grandma is watching you, right? So <laughs> if you behave badly, you know, grandma will tell me. Um, so it's a very good way to make sure those kids kids behave. Um, I'm gonna use that. I'm gonna <laughs> gonna use that. Like I'm telling you, I'm always open for new parenting chips, like to secretly scare the crap out of my kids where they behave. You know, at least when I'm not around, they always feel like someone's watching them. Not in a creepy <laughs> way, but like so they behave. Like I'm I'm always down for that because I it might, you, it might get to be a little creepy too. No, I'm do that really well. No, I'm telling you, I live with many terrorists in my house and I'm held hostage daily. Like everybody knows this, right? It's it's a hostage situation daily, and I'm lucky I get to sleep at night. So if I can have these little these little like quirks of being a parent, I'm down. I'm down. Amy, I am as Russell's representative. I, I know. have to tell you that the time is up. It's time to wrap it up, but with that being said, what we're going to do is we're going to do closing questions, comments, statements before we say and let Natasha go for the evening or the morning, I guess. So, Sandy, I'm going to go with you. Closing questions, statements, comments from you. This has been great, Natasha. I was, as soon as I started reading about your bio and, and you're from Guyana and living in Canada and all this stuff, I was just like, and then I didn't even know about your master classes. So I'm just totally impressed with all that you do. It's like, you're like Valerie. Valerie's the same way. She's always doing something new. So that's awesome. I really did, did love that, hearing about you. And I bought the book, only, I've only bought book one. So um, anyway, I'm just very impressed. And especially I have a client that I've tried for two years to get an agent for him. So, the fact that you have an agent, you are now my official hero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's tough. I'm just it's looking tough. forward to, to reading the book. Thank you. Thank you very it's much. It's been a pleasure meeting you, Natasha. I'm just in, intrigued by all your work and just amazed by all, you know, all the progress. And I just love the concept of all your stories. It sounds you know just like something kids would love, love, love to dive into. Thank you. Thank you. Am I am I allowed to jump in and say this was really fun? I have no yes. questions. Just just comments to say this was this was a lot of fun. I, I appreciate everyone who joined us and Amy and Sandy Valerie. Like, thank you for the the thoughtful questions. Thanks for the laughs. This is like a really nice way to start my morning. I appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Well, that's always our goal. It's always a fun time on Author Talk. We always make so many new. BFFs is what I say at the end of the show. Yes. So it has been so much fun, Natasha. So I truly 
appreciate and I'm honored that you took time out of your morning to come and hang out with us on Author Talk and to talk and have laughs and let us kind of vent about scary stories that we can't watch. <laughs> you know, like it's been it's been amazing. But for everybody watching now or watch listening and watching the replay, we hope everybody has a fantastic rest of your Monday, a great rest of your week. And until next Monday, everybody, bye for now.